Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. In blood by Jesus, the anointed one, Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, the Redeemer that came back not only to redeem my sins, but to redeem my debt, to de redeem my credit so that I can stand in the fullness of the anointing and the power of God in my life today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The anointing doesn't belong to you, but it's available to you. It's available to you. The anointing of God is available to you. God gave me the gift to use as I see fit. When I give my life as a gift to him, I'm accepting his lordship and he gives me the Holy Spirit as a teacher, as a guide to anoint me. As I make the choice to yield my members to the Holy Spirit, God lends his power to me to fill the voids in my ability and to level up my purpose. See, God gives this to you because he's found you faithful and he has the expectation that you're going to return it to him. God is sowing anointing into you. Think about it that way. God is sowing anointing into you. Now that I'm in Christ, now that I'm in Christ, I have his anointing on me. And I can go out and I can change the world around me but it's not in my own strengths, it's, it's in his. And I'm returning it to him. When we talk about gifts and spiritual gifts, what we just talked about are two categories of spiritual gifts that I call your natural gifts and then your anointed natural gifts. Your natural gifts and your anointed natural. See, your natural gifts are only gonna get you so far. Your anointed natural is gonna fill in the gaps and it's gonna perfect your natural gifts. It's going to give you everything that you need. Your natural gifts and your anointed natural gifts. That's the work of the Holy Spirit to level up your natural. There's a third form of gifts that we're just going to touch on today, and that's supernatural gifts. Natural, anointed natural, and then supernatural gifts. The supernatural gifts are the work of the Holy Spirit to take you beyond yourself when your anointed natural falls short, but you're fulfilling his purpose. And so when I'm out there and I'm, I'm doing the best I can and I've got his anointing on me and it fills in the gas, but then I run into a situation where I, I don't know what to do. It, it's beyond me. 
That's where the supernatural kicks in because I've been faithful in using my natural and my anointed natural gifts. And he's like, I've got I've to get this message out. And so I'm going to use you in the supernatural gifts. I'm going to take you beyond what you can do on your own. See, God chooses those times. And it's never going to happen if you aren't out there doing his purpose. It's never going to happen if you're not using the natural gift. If you're not using the anointed natural gift, why would you need, if you're not using your talents and gifts and abilities for him and for his purposes and his plans, if you're not using them in the kingdom to reach the lost, if you're not, then why would he give you the supernatural because you're not even using the natural? But if you're out there and you're using the natural and you're anointed by the Holy Spirit and he's filled in the gaps and then you come up to something that you can't do, then he pours out a gift of faith on you. Amen? He pours out a word of wisdom on you. He pours out his spirit on you and the supernatural takes over. The supernatural begins to take over. Depending on what church that you've attended other than this and maybe what denomination and what background and you may hear different words that are thrown out and said spiritual gifts is this and spiritual gifts is that. What I'm going to do today just to kind of put a little bow on this and get us ready for next week is we're going to talk about all the places in the Bible that it talks about spiritual gifts. Because I think that in, in some teachings, one portion is ignored, and in some teaching, another portion is ignored, and I don't want to ignore anything that's in the Bible. And so we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. And for these, because I don't want to do a, a long um, explanation of some of these, but I think it's important, and we don't have time next week either because of what the, the Lord is wanting to do um, in, in next week's service. I'm going to do a video on two of these areas, um, and we're going to publish those, I'm going to say Wednesday and Thursday. It'll give us time to shoot the video. But in Romans chapter 12, it talks about an area of gifts and Beginning here in verse number one, Romans chapter 12, it says, I beseech you, I urge you, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your body. See, it's your choice. God gave you gifts, but you present it, right? You present your body a living sacrifice to God, wholly acceptable to him, which is your reasonable service. And then he says, don't conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, that's maturity. We've been talking about maturity, and we're tying this in to what God wants for us as the church and being mature. We are transformed by renewing our mind or maturing into the things of God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me to everyone that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Remember, all of this comes from God. And so if you want to be immature about your gifts, then say that you did it yourself. But if you want to be mature, 
All of this comes from God. If you want his anointing to fill in the gaps, see, when you say you did it yourself, then go ahead, try to fill in the gaps. It's up to you. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then go ahead. And if you're disappointed when you fall short, then that's, then that's on you. You made your decision. But he's saying here that don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but think soberly. That word soberly means not outside of yourself. Think soberly, calmly, with perspective. Think soberly. Because God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let's use them. So having gifts given to us by the Spirit, having spiritual gifts, we need to use them. So if you have prophecy, then let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. If you have ministry, let us minister. And he who teaches in teaching, and he who exhorts in exhortation, and he who gives with liberality, and he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. He lists gifts here. I would say this, that every single one of us need to do these things in some degree. We all have in Christ fruit that pastors talked about the last two weeks. And in Christ, operating in, fruit, in the fruit of the Spirit, every one of us have all of these things. Prophecy just means, and we'll talk about it in detail next week, but prophecy just means to speak beyond yourself. How many of you would do well in your daily life to speak beyond yourself? I would do well to speak beyond myself. Because sometimes if I speak within myself, I say things I shouldn't say, right? What, is, what happens when I do that? I hurt people, right? I sever relationships with people when I say things within myself that I shouldn't be saying. But if I were to speak beyond myself, prophecy, at its very root, yes, it means telling things to come, but if it's very, very basic root, it means to speak beyond yourself. Now, yes, speaking beyond yourself is telling things that you can't know and telling things to come. That's speaking beyond yourself too. But if it's, if it's at its very basic, I'm going to speak beyond myself. In other words, I'm going to speak the oracles of God and not the oracles of myself. Amen? If prophecy, let's prophesy in proportion to our faith or, or ministry. Every one of us is called to a certain element of ministry. If teaching... Every one of us is called to a, a certain degree of teaching. But let me say this, that there are some people, and I'm not gonna, I can't get way into it even though I want to, but, but there are some people who are just very, very gifted at teaching. They're just very, very gifted at teaching. And so while all of us have this to a certain degree, some of us have anointed gifts to use for the purposes of God that is teaching. Every one of us should give, but some of us have a very special anointing that's filling in the gaps of giving 
And if you have that gift of giving, if you're just naturally a giver, some of these things don't come naturally to me. Some of these things come naturally to you. And if those things come naturally to you, use them. That's a spiritual gift. That's your anointed natural going and making a difference in the world around you. Second place that we see in Scripture where it talks about gifts that the Holy Spirit has poured out is in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 14. I'll say this, that these gifts are leveling up a natural ability, but these are for the purpose of multiplication. These are for the purpose of multiplication in the kingdom. They're not given to all, but they're given to more people than you think. It says, he himself, God, he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, some to be teachers. This is the purpose, for the equipping of the saints. See, if we were all called to this, then every saint would fulfill one of these ministries and there wouldn't be any more saints, right? We would all be ministry. So it's not everyone, but it's more than you think. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of God, that will no longer be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and by the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. See, he says there that he gave some to be these five things, and those five things are for a very specific purpose purpose. Now, it's not all of us, but it's more than you would think, because sometimes we tend to focus on the fact that these are just happening in a full-time capacity, people that work for the church, that kind of thing. But I would say this, that, that more of us than you would know, maybe you're called, you're naturally uh, care for people, you're naturally a shepherd. Maybe you're called to pastor, but not necessarily to pastor a church. Maybe you're called to pastor a few of the guys at work, right? Now, I'm not saying that you're taking the place of church and the pastor that God has set in the church, but inside the local church, there's pastors, right? I believe that there are more of us than you think that have an anointing of an evangelist. I, I, I knew this guy, he actually does pastor a church now, but for years and years and years, this guy, he would challenge me, he would call me, like on a daily basis. He was leading people to Christ, and he worked at the mines. He was leading people to Christ every day. It wasn't always at work. It was just, he'd be at Walmart, he'd lead somebody to Christ. He'd be eating wherever and lead somebody to Christ. He'd text me and say, hey, I just led a brother to the Lord today. I'm telling you what, that guy was anointed of God as an evangelist, and he still is today. God gave us these gifts in the body. I'm going to do a video on that one because I can't, I can't get into it as much as I need to today. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about gifts. The purpose of these gifts are to fill in the gaps, your anointed natural ability, and then it's going to, to pick up where your anointed natural falls short with supernatural ability, supernatural power of God through the Holy Spirit. All of these are available to all of us as the Spirit wills. We're going to dig into them way deep next week. But it's
diversity of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. The manifest, I'm sorry, I started in verse 6. I think it says it up there. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one of us for the profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and one word of knowledge through the Spirit, and another faith by the same Spirit, and another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and another interpretation, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works in all of these, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So here's how this works. Putting a bow on this today. Using our natural gifts, Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit to teach us and to guide us. These gifts are given to every one of us when we were formed. And then they were leveled up when we were transformed. Amen? It says the anointing of the Holy Spirit allows those gifts to be molded into tools for his purpose. And then when we reach the point in our purpose where our anointed natural is not enough, the supernatural kicks in with gifts of healings, working of miracles, faith, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy. But I believe that the key to increased activity in supernatural gifts is directly tied to vision and to stewardship. If you steward the gifts that God's given you, that he has leveled up with his anointing and have aligned your vision to the vision of God for this world, then you will activate the supernatural power of God through the gifts of the Holy Spirit working in you to bring about his kingdom. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Let's have the team come up. I hope that that got you started today. That it laid a foundation for gifts of the Holy Spirit. See, I believe that God is taking us to a place of maturity. God's taking us to a place it's beyond the natural. This is the supernatural. This is, these are things that God is doing in the earth that we just don't have a concept of because they're so big and they're so great. But what he needs is for you to use what he's given you to just begin to make an impact on the world around you. To not discount those gifts. Father God, we thank you that you're so good to us. God, we thank you that you've chosen us. We give you honor today and praise in the name of Jesus. If you're here today, you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've never invited him into your life. I want to give you that opportunity. Whether you're in the room or you're watching us online, I want to give you that opportunity today. See, the thing is that 
Every single one of us, the scripture says, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but that's not your destiny. Your destiny is not to fall short. God wrote all your days down before there were any of them. And he has ordained you for something great. Well, your first step is to accept the sacrifice of Jesus. The Bible says that when we confess Jesus as our Lord, that Jesus comes in and we become one in his sacrifice. And what his sacrifice did for us is it washed us clean. So today, if you've never received Jesus, I want to invite you to do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say a prayer today. And I'm going to invite everybody that's in this room and online to say it with us. The reason why I do that is because I believe that there are some that have never said it before. And you don't have to pray alone. We're family here. And so if you would, say this prayer with me and let's invite Jesus in. Say, Jesus, I believe that you're God's son. I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose again. And I ask you to come into my life to help me and to change me. And Jesus, I give my life to you. I thank you for not giving up on me, but for giving all for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you, and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website, and we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus, and I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us and remember that God is madly in love.